Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzen. Tonight, we have Jelly Bean Johnson, a musician who grew up on the north side of Minneapolis alongside of other musicians like Prince, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, and others. He came into the national consciousness playing drums for a band called The Time, a band that was produced by Prince and also featured prominently in the movie Purple Rain. He's still playing with The Time and also sits in all over town, not only being a great drummer, but he's a phenomenal blues guitar player. We're going to have him on for the whole session, and at the end of the show, he and I are going to do a little blues jam on the guitars. Without any further ado, Mr. Jelly Bean Johnson. Jelly Bean Johnson, thanks for coming down on almost uh, early morning for a musician to the uh, Wall of Power Radio Hour Studios. Good to have you, brother. Thank you. Glad to be here. What uh, I ran into you, I did a little gig at the Caboose Saturday night, yeah. and you were down. You um, go out and see a lot of music, don't you, when you're in town? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Tell the people... And you also like to make a weekly stop at Shaw's, where yeah. Willie Walker and I play every Thursday, Shaw's Bar on 16th and University of Northeast, for the jam session. Yeah, well, it's like, uh, it'll be tonight, uh, yeah. and it starts at 8.30, and it goes to 12.30, and, uh, and I like to go in there, we, you know, we have some younger kids come in there, and they play earlier, because, of course, they got to get out. Right. And uh, and then, I just like to jam and stuff, you know, it's, uh, it's a great scene, I like the Northeast over there, you know, yeah. it's like a own little community over there. So. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> I mean, there's still, and, still immigrants over there that still still speak Russian and Wow, Polish. wow. And I mean, there's, there's clubs everywhere yeah. over there, so it's, 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 it's a cool scene, man. Yeah, well, some magazine named uh, Northeast Minneapolis the hottest arts district in the country. I can believe that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, really, that's what I like about it. It's really artsy. They got some cool clubs over there and stuff. And the music is, is great. Yeah, and great restaurants. Great restaurants and stuff, yeah. And very rarely a cover. And very rarely a cover. That's the that's the, the really cool thing about Shaw. Very rarely is the cover. I, I go in and jam with her, uh, Lisa Winger, on Wednesday night. Sure, okay. And it's packed. <laughs> you know, it's fun. And, and uh, who lead, is it Jimmy Primetime Smith that leads the gym uh, on Monday? Primetime Smith and, um, and Mark, uh, now Mark's a lawyer, I forget his last name, he's going to be <laughs> Lamone, yeah, Mark Lamone. Okay. Those two run it, and so it's it's, it's, it's a great scene. I, I always go every Monday night, and I stay there to about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and then I go to jam at Bunkers. Wow. So, yeah. Jelly Bean Johnson, my guest in the studio today. Most of us, when we heard your name, <laughs> you were playing drums with the time. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it was crazy when, the, you know, I heard it, it was, got it many years ago when I heard you play guitar. Yeah. But you are one hell of a blues guitar player. That work, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I'm still learning. You never learn enough, you know. So. Yeah, well, you ne and you never stop learning. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's start out, you know, I got a kick when I was, uh, I bumped into Bean on, uh, as we call him, on Saturday night, and I've wanted to get him on uh, the Wall of Power Radio Hour since the show started a year and a half ago, and I asked him. He was going to be in town, so he's here. I'm very happy yeah. and excited <laughs> for it. Uh, Beans uh, turned out to be a really good friend of mine, and uh, but I was thinking about it, you know, because you grew up with Prince, and it's Prince Rogers Nelson and Jelly Bean Johnson. Good Scandinavian last names. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, you have something else. <laughs> But for a couple of happening brothers, now tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, your childhood, how you got into music, and then how you bumped into Prince, and and uh, well, we'll keep going from there. I, first of all, I've known Prince since I was twelve. Okay, so we go back that far, and uh, uh, we both had a, a great love for music and stuff. We're uh, we're on the north side, and uh, we're in rival bands. We uh, I was in Flight Time, and he was in Grand Central. Now Grand Central was him and Morse Day. Okay. And uh, Andre Simone and Andre's sister Linda, you know, hmm. uh, yeah. And then flight time was me, Terry Lewis, David Island, uh, Jimmy Anderson, Cynthia, you know, Cynthia Johnson. Wow. People like that. So, and then, you know, these bands started when we were like 13, 14, 15 years wow. old. Yeah. So. so what kind of gigs were you playing back then? 
Well, mostly, I remember we we got in some clubs. We probably shouldn't have been, but we did. <laughs> but we played a lot of sororities and stuff like you mm -hmm. know private things and stuff. Right, and, and it was a lot of fun. It was what great. What kind of music were you listening to back then? So this would have been you're a couple years younger than me. So you started listening it, to music it, in the '60s. Yeah, James Brown. Yeah, you know all the funk stuff. Um, and in the '70s, it was P funk, mm -hmm. you know, part of my funkadelic and. Uh, and Tower of Power and right. groups like that. You know? Did, have you ever had a chance in your travels to meet George Clinton? Uh, many times. Uh, he's on. He was on my profile picture on Facebook. Really? Me and Morris, yeah, for months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we just played with him and and the Toronto Jazz Festival. Uh, really? A few months ago. Yeah. Wow, that must have been meeting one of your heroes. That's supposed to be. I've amazing. been in concert with him many times, man. He is something else. <laughs> Did you ever get a chance to meet James Brown? I was, uh, James Brown had me and Jerome on his stage years ago. Wow. Yeah, so I met him years ago in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. So, when did you start actually getting into the recording studio? Because, you know, you grew up playing with Flight Time. Well, this, the studio that we record the radio show in the Wall and Power Radio Hour is the old uh, Flight, Flight Time Studios. I don't think it's the original one. It's not one. the original one, but uh, we did a lot of things here, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... So where was the original Flight Time Studios? I want to say 43rd Nicollet. Okay, like that right. Small that's building on, yeah. Okay. okay. That's where I, you know, that's where I did Black Cat at, and okay. we did the, the early Janney records. That's where we, you know, did them at and stuff, and the Alex, Alex early records. Right, yeah. and and uh, when he says Janet and Alex, uh, Bean's talking about Janet Jackson and Alexander O'Neill. <laughs> You're on a first name basis, and you've worked with both those great artists. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about. Uh, who are some of the local musicians? Did you have a chance to go and see Willie Walker? I saw Willie at a very young age in yeah. that club. He was playing with Billy Holloman. Okay. And, you know, they had the organ. Then, and I forgot who the guitar player was. He was ridiculous, too, man. Right. My dad was a... Uh, my stepdad was a bartender for the old Cozy Bar. Oh. So, I, I don't know if I... I guess I can't admit this. I'm almost 60 now, but... Uh, yeah, sure you he, can. Uh, he would take me. I was 14, and uh, he would take me to work, and he'd sit me in the corner and give me a Coke and say, don't move. Wow. And so I got to see all the early, you know, local greats at the Cozy. And, and where was the Cozy Bar? Cozy located? was on, I, I said, on the end of Plymouth Avenue or something like okay. that. Okay. I want I think that I may be got it twisted, but I think it was the end of Plymouth, close to the end of Plymouth Avenue down there by Washington and stuff. Wow. Yeah. So that was like a legendary uh, Pretty, yeah. Was it pretty much a black club? It was, it was a black club. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, Prince played in there, too, I mean, right. as a kid, yeah. yeah. Well, according to Willie Walker, who I play with every Thursday at Shaw's, yeah. he said the Prince used to come and check him out when he was a yeah. kid as well. he did. Well, yeah. what a great uh, what a great mentor. And uh, I know you're such a big fan. You come down to Shaw's at least once a, once yeah. a month to see Willie and I. Well, you guys are legends. You oh. know, so you guys. Well, Willie is, anyway. Well, you're right. <laughs> right, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but Willie is just... I really think he's he's uh, the heir apparent to Sam Cooke. He's, I think he's the best soul singer in the world. He's he's a he's our treasure. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. He really is. And I mean, he's still going strong, man. He still has one of the most soulful voices on this planet. And one yeah. of the sweetest cats. And one of the sweetest cats. Yeah. So, when did you start uh, recording for the first time? Not necessarily on a label, but actually getting into the studio and learning your craft that way. Uh, Probably in, in the 80s with Terry and Jimmy. Okay. I want to say around 84, 85. I, I, my first, I think my first experience actually recording something, I did a solo on Alex's uh, Innocent. Okay. And uh, Terry and Jimmy, you know, let me do it, you know. And so, and was so that I, Flight Time Studios was, back then? That was Flight Time Studios with little Nicollet. Wow. And, and so they got going, man, when they were... And yeah, they got, they got going... Pretty quick, yeah, pretty quick. By 83, 84, they were going pretty good. So um, so that's when it started, and then they started letting me, you know, get my hands with as far as trusting me to produce artists and, right. and all that. And so that's where it started for me in, in the early 80s with Flight Time. So tell us about how the time got together and how that band was created. Uh, that, well, you know, we had Flight Time, and... Um, and Morris had wrote a song. He was hanging out with Prince. He went on the road the first year with him just filming him. Okay. Know? So anyway, he had a, a groove that Prince like called Party Up, and which turned in Party Up. So Prince made him a deal. He said, I can give you money for the song, or I can give you a band. Right. You can make a band. Morris chose the band. Okay, the only problem with that is Morris is a world-class drummer himself. Me and him grew up, <gasps> you know, 11, 12 years old, side by side playing the drums. Something else they didn't know. That's <laughs> so, great. Keep going. So, Keep telling the story. So uh, they had a meeting and stuff, and I was invited because, you know, uh, Morris was the drummer, and Alex, Alexander O'Neill was going to be the lead singer. Okay. So 
anyway, they went to the meeting and stuff, and 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 Alex obviously got under Prince's skin, so he told him Morris to go back and get me, and uh, that he was going to sing. Well, Morris was reluctant to sing at right. because he said, I'm a drummer. He said, Prince, oh, no, I'll, I'll teach you what you need to do. Really? We'll walk. And, I, and so that's how we were formed. And uh, Jesse Johnson came to town, and uh, and we saw him, and he sounded like Hendrix, you know, so, right. so we said, okay, so... That's, Where did Jesse um, come from? He was originally from Rock Island. Okay. You know, from Rock Island, Illinois. Yeah, he was playing in all, all the biker bars and stuff down there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So did so. he come up here because he started hearing about the scene? I think so. I, 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 You probably have to ask him, but I think he just heard about the scene or something like that and came up here and was hanging out. And he was going to join Flight Time. Okay. But then, uh, you know, it, it, we, ended up, we ended up doing the time. So he right. was, you know. Yeah. So the time is that kind of a, a takeoff on flight time. It was most made up of flight time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so tell us who is who are all the people in that original band? The original uh, original uh, time was uh, Jimmy Jam Harris, Terry Lewis, Monty Moyer, Jerome Benton, Jesse Johnson, myself, Morse Day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys had a great look from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did Did Prince help you put the uh, the look together? Yep. He, he had a vision on how he wanted us to look and stuff. And so we went to back to the old rag stock and all right. that shirt and bought vintage clothes. I had a smoking jacket and you guys got old suits and stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure you used to go to Tatters. On tatters? Yeah. I, I used to get all my hats. You know, I, I'm heartbroken that they, they, they took Tatters away, you know, yeah. a few months ago because I got all my hats. You know, all the hats you see me wear, most of them came from me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jellybean Johnson on the Wall of Power Radio Hour after these messages. The two gingers just can't get enough of Paul Metza. He's smooth, yet strong, a great mixer and very refreshing. The two gingers are his biggest fans. They're at practically every bar, club and restaurant in Minnesota to see his shows. And now they've taken to following Paul around the country. Texas, New York, Nebraska. You never know where you may find the two gingers. Just ask the bartender for them. Two gingers whiskey. What could happen? Hi, Matt McNeil for my favorite Toyota, the Sienna from Rudy Luther Toyota. It's the most amazing vehicle I've ever owned. It's so good, after a decade of driving one, I just bought my second one. Roomy seats the entire family and their friends and the dog, the safety features, the entertainment system, the fuel economy. Siennas are fantastic vehicles. I will likely own a Sienna as long as I'm driving. See for yourself by test driving the ultimate family vehicle, the Sienna at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Enjoy a delicious home-cooked breakfast or lunch away from the kitchen at Milda's Cafe, now open seven days a week. Milda's Cafe has been cooking up family favorites since 1964. Grab a coffee and sit down for a delicious Philly scramble, house-made rolls, or Denver omelet. Stop in for lunch where you'll find authentic Finnish pasties every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Open weekdays 6 to 3, weekends 8 to 2. Milda's Cafe on Glenwood Avenue, four blocks east of Penn. Hi, this is Laura with Food Freedom Radio. And I'm Karen. Join us every Saturday at 8 a.m. It's all about food, you know, Laura. Right, the health of the planet. You know, carbon-based farming can solve the climate crisis. Well, because community is medicine. And it's not about one seed to rule them all anymore. One seed rules the world. Yeah, let's have something else. Let's, like, worry about our individual health, our community health, the health of the planet, while eating food. Yeah, because it's all tied to food. So listen to Food Freedom Radio every Saturday at 8 a.m. On AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. I'm Fouad Reves, a home builder. Did you know there's a deadly, invisible radioactive gas that can seep into homes from underground? It's radon. Breathing radon can cause lung cancer. So protect your family. Talk to your builder. Tell them you want a healthier, safer, radon-resistant home. 
Learn more. Visit the EPA at epa.gov radon. That's epa.gov radon. This public service announcement is brought to you by the EPA, who does not endorse this particular builder or any other commercial enterprise. This is your host, Paul Metza. My guest in the studio all day today, drummer and guitarist, Cool Cat, Jellybean Johnson. We just listened to a little bit of Janet Jackson's Black Cat. Bean was on that uh, recording. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about what was what it was like working with Janet Jackson? Well, uh, she was like a little sister to me back then. You okay. Know? So she, was always, she always showed me a lot of love. And um, what we would do, we'd kick everybody out of the studio, me and her, and we'd really? go for it. Yeah. I uh, I would cut the basic tracks. You know, I used Dave Barry and uh, I'm myself. A- actually, after a while, a lot of world class guitar players ended up, you know, taking you know stabs at that song after right. after it became number one. So right, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun doing it. It really was. So who was uh, in the studio? Was it was it Jimmy and Terry playing? Uh... Jimmy and Terry played on. Uh, uh, Jimmy played the keyboards. Terry played the bass. Okay, and uh, I I. Program Lynn drum machine for the drums. really you yeah. program the drums yeah yeah now when she was using a live drummer who who would she use uh I think she got little John Roberts right now I think he's out of Atlanta but back then she had uh, Derek Organ was a uh, was her drummer and I might be missing somebody else but okay. yeah those are the two that I remember yeah did you ever during that now so give us a what what time frame was that did that song come out uh, I want to say oh wow that cat was ooh. 88, maybe? Wow. I won't say that. Yeah, maybe 88. And what yeah. record was that? Rhythm Nation. Okay, well, that yeah. was it. Uh, that Rhythm was Nation. the one. It was on Rhythm Nation. That's a, that sold millions of yeah. records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, did you have any writing credits on that? No, I just produced it. <laughs> I wish. It was, you wouldn't be sitting it here today. Talk, exactly. <laughs> it was talked about, but it's all right. I mean, when she when she presented me with the song, Paul, it was on a piano. Imagine that riff okay. on a piano. Okay. So I... Got Marshalls and right. Rock, and I got Dave Barry. I wanted it to be, you know, Jesse Johnson kind of got on me, so you should have sold it on that. I said, no, I wanted it to, to sound like a heavy metal. Right. And, and that's what it tells. All the heavy metal cats lost it. Right. When they heard that song. Yeah. Well, t- t- like, you know, because you've got a really, uh, you know, you're, you're known as the drummer in the time, just, uh, you know, crazy modern uh, funk and R&B, mm-hmm. but your guitar playing is, you know, I was looking at your birthday, which is in November. You're Scorpio like mm-hmm. me. Yeah. You're just a few days away from Hubert Sumlin's birthday. Oh, yeah. yeah which yeah. was, what yeah. was your birthday, November what? 19th. Yeah, and his is on the 16th. Okay. So, you know, one of the, Hubert yeah. Sumlin played. Uh, all that Holland Wolf stuff. Man. All that Holland oh, Wolf stuff, man. man. Smokestack Light and I, I, Evil. I, that, those were his guitar riffs. I was, I was been lucky enough, you know, I played, uh, I, I produced a, uh, um, my brother out of Chicago, his name is Ronnie Baker Brooks. His dad is a guitar legend, Lonnie Brooks. Now, when you say brother, you mean soul brother. Uh, my soul brother. Yeah, yeah. he's great. And uh, I went on tour with him many times, and he introduced me to all the blues greats. Right. So I got a chance to be around Hubert a few times and stuff, and it was just incredible. And and his uh, his brother, Wayne Baker Brooks, is a, yeah, is a hell of a guitar player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you, there was a gig somewhere, I'm trying to think where it was, uh, we were. I was on a bill. I forget if it was Sonny Earl and Willie Walker, and we played with the Baker family. It might have been at the Caboose. It might have been, you know. But you got up on stage yeah. and played, man. Yeah. It was four great guitar players. Yeah, yeah. Dad, something else, man. He, yeah, he, he's he's getting down in health right now. So say a prayer for him and everything. But uh, he taught me that he was like my father. Really, he's like my dad. Yeah. Did you get a chance to go to any of those blues clubs in Chicago when you'd visit them? Oh yeah, all the time. Now tell us about those. Man, they are they are off the chain. Right. The Kingston Mines, Blues, right. uh, 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 House of Blues, right. all of them. I've been in all of them. You Did know. you do you sit in too? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I would sit in. Yeah. Tell us about your heavy metal influences. Well, I I grew up loving Van Halen and Dokken and and you know all, cool. all, all rat. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and you know I'm this black you know kid from the north side, but right. I, I I love you know heavy metal guitars, and you know I own over a hundred guitars, so that's really? the thing. So I was uh, 
I was really heavily into it, but, you know, people knew me as a drummer, but right. they, they didn't know that vice that I had, you know, so. <laughs> the vice, so, yeah. <laughs> so did, back, you, did you ever tap? No, I never really, I did some tapping. There's some tapping in the solo I did on uh, Alex's Innocent I did, but I, I never got into it totally, but I just love watching, I still love Van Halen to this day. Right. You know, I think he's one of the most incredible guitar players I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen, uh, now that they're back on the road in the last year or two uh, with David Lee Roth, have you seen any of those shows? I haven't seen it. I've seen them online. I haven't seen it. I haven't had a chance to see it. I want to. I got live Van Halen in my car right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> he is lethal. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. No. And, and and he's just got uh, not only a control of his technique yeah. and self-taught, but his tone is so it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. And his son is ridiculous. You know, his son is playing with him now. He's playing the bass with him, but his son Wolfgang. Is, yeah, Wolfgang is supposed to be a hell of a guitar player and drummer, too. Really? Because little look, his uncle is Alex. Wow. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, they say Wolfgang is going to be something else. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about some of the guitar stores you used to go into when you were a kid and growing up, and you got 100 guitars. I bet you bought a lot of them in the Twin Cities. A lot of them I bought in New Coupe. Uh, I bought a lot of them from, it was a, a Russian guy here. You know, he died uh, a few years back. It was a great friend of mine. His name was Pete Eleanor. Yes. And Pete's I, I guitars. And uh, Pete, Pete built me uh, at least five or six custom guitars. Really? In the I didn't day. know he built guitars. He built guitars for me. And uh, and uh, so I used to get all the cool guitar stuff over there. He gets cool pedals. I remember I got Octavia from him. He had three Octavias. I got one. Stevie Ray Vaughan got one. And I think Jesse got the other from Wow. Him. Yeah. And he was just a great dude, you know. So, what Do you remember your very first guitar? My very first guitar, my mom bought me... Uh, I was a senior in high school. In high school, she bought it. Uh, it was a K guitar and it had four pickups in it. It was Tesco. Tesco. Yeah, Tesco Del Rey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And it had four pickups in it. And uh, then when I graduated um, from high school, she bought me a '74 Strat. Cool. A Sunburst. Yeah. Which I should still own today, but I um, got rid of it. You well, know? you know, we all get rid of guitars that we wish we had a kid. that are worth that are worth yeah, tens that, of thousands, thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was talking to Big Bob Scott, and I had him on on one of my first radio shows. And you know, we're all guitar players. We all grew up playing as soon as we could play. Yeah, right? yeah. And so, part of the conversation is always the guitars that we let slip through our yeah, fingers yeah. that are worth you know fifty thousand wow, yeah. dollars. And the others were the other conversation about the guitars we took at a junior high wood shop to refinish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've yeah. got to have one. You yeah, did. Yeah. Huh? Which one did you ruin? I. I one of my tellies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about uh, Skagas had a... Now, this is for you guitar freaks out there, but Skagen ruined a 63 ES-335. Oh, my God. I ruined a beautiful 1962 uh, uh, Gibson Melody Maker. But the words, the, the, the criminal in the bunch was Al Oikery, uh, who plays keyboards now with the big woo. Okay. And uh, he refinished a factory green 1959 tele. Caster. Oh my! Do you know how much that that that'd be worth seventy five thousand? Yes. Oh my <laughs> God! Oh, ouch! <laughs> We're with Jelly Bean Johnson on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is uh, your host Paul Metz. We're going to have Bean on for the whole show. We're going to listen to a little solo he did on a Janet Jackson tune off the Control record. You could be mine and more in the next two sets with Jelly Bean Johnson. <laughs> Moe's Tax Service, family-owned and operated since 1971, providing a full spectrum of tax preparation and associated services. Think about it. Why would you take your most important financial information to a franchise operation with a cheap basic package that goes up dramatically once you're in the door? You can find out all you need to know about Moe's by visiting www.moestax.com. That's M-O-H-S tax.com. Or call them at 612-721-2026. Don't be a blockhead. Go to the professionals at Moe's Tax Service. The two gingers just can't get enough of Paul Metza. He's smooth, yet strong. A great mixer and very refreshing. The two gingers are his biggest fans. They're at practically every bar, club and restaurant in Minnesota to see his shows. And now they've taken to following Paul around the country. Texas, New York, Nebraska, 
You never know where you may find the two gingers. Just ask the bartender for them. Two gingers whiskey. What could happen? Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 on Monday mornings at 7.30. This Monday, I'll talk about a group of idealists in real time. Parkland, Florida, high school students who are reshaping the landscape relative to the sale of assault rifles. These kids, most unable to even vote, are doing what others have been unable to do. Get us focused on guns. I've got a vision for a better world where everyone has a place at the table. Ellie 2.0, engaging in real on AM 950. Hi, friends. I've been talking to you about Minnesota's first green cemetery, Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. It's an entirely new way of looking at our last earthly step. Burials are designed to have as little impact on the environment as possible. For many of us, a continuation of the commitment we made during our lifetimes. Let me suggest you go to the website, mngreengraves.com. Explore what it is. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. It's a lovely place, a peaceful place. Minnesota's first green cemetery. Lowry Hill Meats, your neighborhood full-service butcher shop that works directly with family farms. Using whole animals gives Lowry Hill Meats the benefit of preparing custom cuts and dry aging. They offer beef, lamb, goat, pork, and poultry, including whole duck, roasting hens, turkey, quail, pheasant, and Cornish hens. Their sausages are made fresh in-house weekly using 40 rotating recipes. Try their handcrafted sandwiches. They are second to none. Lowry Hill Meats is located at 1934 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis or online at LowryHillMeats.com. It may seem odd to be thinking about air conditioners in Minnesota in March, but it is better than waiting until the middle of July when you can fry a steak on your sidewalk. Fortunately, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is offering $1,000 or more off high-efficiency air conditioners until March 30th. Save money and spend the summer in cool and relaxing comfort. Visit StandardHeating.com for details and come visit us at the Minneapolis Home and Garden Show. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight we'll have a low around 37 with a chance of drizzle after 9 p.m. Tomorrow that drizzle could continue with a high near 45, and Monday we'll see a high near 36 with a chance of rain and snow. Don't miss the Midwest's largest health and wellness show. It's the Healthy Life Expo this Saturday and Sunday at the Minneapolis Convention Center. See up to 200 exhibitors, free speakers, and more. The Healthy Life Expo this Saturday and Sunday at the Minneapolis Convention Center. See it all at expoguys.com. That's expoguys.com. your host, Paul Metzen. We just listened to a song that my guest, Jellybean Johnson, wrote for Alexander O'Neill called Criticize. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about how that tune came about. It, it, you know, I just thought um, I was at the studio one day and that just that word just came out, criticize, you know, because, you know, people criticize you sometimes. You know, <laughs> right. So, so I said, oh, that'd be kind of cool to... Plus you know, we all have girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you're bound to get criticized at some point that the things we do, you know, so... So anyway, I got together with Lisa, Lisa Keefe, and uh, who has a, uh, has a great voice too. And we came up with lyrics for it and stuff. And then I, I cut it. Uh, there's a lot of heavy guitars in there, but they're mixed down in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I put keys on it and stuff, uh, sequenced the bass and drums. And uh, it came out, it came out really cool. And then Jimmy, you know, you always let Jimmy bless it. You know, yeah. Put his little two things in there or a few things in there and, uh, and it turned out really cool man and it turned out it was number one in London in wow. you know for, for sure and it, it was top five here in our wow. yeah so I was I was really proud of that well I know our friend Bobby Vandell played drums for Alexander O'Neill and I think he I don't know if it was on a bill or whatever but I, I remember Bobby telling me that they played Wembley Stadium with yeah, Alexander yeah. Alex is huge in London still yeah. today Yes, he is. Wow. Yes, yeah, that's, he that's phenomenal. Him. Yeah, he is huge over there. And occasionally you still bump into Alexander uh, later in the evening at Rudolph's Barbecue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a given. <laughs> he loves his ring. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Now, tell us a little bit about, you know, growing up with uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. 
you watched their whole evolution as musicians and yeah. then producers. Yeah. And big time, and then yeah. big time producers. Yeah, yeah. It, they, they, I give them all the credit in the world, man. I watched it happen. I, yeah. I, I was the head of a front row seat. You know? Yeah. So they just involved. They're, they're two of the world greatest uh, songwriters of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever? Uh, do they, where do they live? In They're, Los Angeles? They live in Los Angeles. Okay. Do you get a chance to hang with them when you get out? I, not as much anymore. You know, okay. I used to, but not, we, we don't see each other as much anymore. So. Tell us about Alexander O'Neill and how he fit into you guys all growing up together. Well, Alex was in flight time. So okay. that's when I first, okay, you know, right. he was in the band flight time. So that's when I knew what kind of singer he was. He came to town. I saw him with the Mystics. Remember the Mystics? Sure. And, uh... He was singing with them, and I was like, God, and, you know, he just had that country soul, man. He right. had this incredible voice. So then uh, when he got a chance to be in flight, I, I was like, Terry, we got to get him. You know? Yeah. So so uh, then, you know, that whole thing went on with the time stuff, and that didn't work out. But as soon as Terry and Jimmy got out of the, got fired out of the time, they went back and started doing producing. They grabbed Alex, mm. and we did his first record. Wow. One of the innocent is on. You know, it's incredible yeah. when you look at that, you know, bunch of high school kids growing up, or... Grade yeah. school kids, yeah. growing up on the north side together, and how how many beautiful, great musicians that went on all yeah. several of them to yeah. make great names for themselves. Yeah. yeah, I mean more than several. Yeah, and and we were all within the blocks radius. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, well, what a what a what a just a, a minefield of yeah. great talent. Well, you, I'm gonna say this, Paul. You know, I travel all over this country and stuff, and I tell people nobody has a music scene like us. And I'm yeah. not I'm not bragging about it. I'm just we have all idioms of music here, and we have people that do it quite well. Yeah, you know. So and that. I'm proud of it. I'm yeah. proud to be, you know. No, and likewise. And, uh, you know, I just got back from New York City. Yeah. And, uh, boy, trying to find a, a, a good band out there on Sunday Monday, man, you got to really look. You really got to look. You, get, and, and you, gotta, you might not find one. And you might not find one. <laughs> but here, yeah, you, in Minneapolis, seven nights a week, you could find, find something all, good. And almost in any style. Yeah, yes, sir. You funk, R&B, yeah. rock and roll, folk, nope. punk. Not many towns can say that. Yeah. And and you know what? I've, I've told people for years what's what's knocked me out is what a great reggae scene we yeah, have here. Yeah, we got some great reggae. Wayne McFarlane is a legend. Yeah. You know, I, I've been in many jam sessions with him. He is something else. I, You know, and he knows 6,000 songs. He yeah. might know only the first the first exactly. but to 6,000 but he gonna make you feel it <laughs> exactly oh I've been trying to get Wayne on for sure yeah now tell us a little bit uh for the people that don't know and refresh me the Times first record and then Purple Rain wasn't around the same time uh, the movie or was it a little no, before no the, the first record was a little bit before it was Get It Up uh uh, uh that's the album. The first song was Get It Up, and that was 1981. Okay, yeah. So, you know, Purple Rain was 84. Right. So, you guys started to play. What were your, like, first tours like? Where'd you go? Where'd you play? Who'd you play with? Well, the first one, and then this, I'll never forget, this, like, scared me <laughs> within no end. Prince had us, took us to Detroit, and we were so surprised. Wow. It was 26,000 people. Wow. And me, you know, being a little... Like I said, from the north side, you used to play them. Yeah. <laughs> 26,000 people, man, and they were going absolutely nuts. Wow. So that was the first, you know, a gig that I remember with the time. When you know, we had done some locally stuff, you know, like in the Nacarima or something like right. that, you know. But th when he took us to Detroit, man, and we we were unannounced and just the curtain fell and it was us. And they, you know, our record were all, Get It Up was already a hit there. Right. Those people lost it. Wow. <laughs> Did you... um? How, so how long was the, you guys were the openers, was there anybody else on the bill? No, it was just him. So how long was your set? Uh, it was about, I want to say 30, 35, 40 right. tops. Right, it, right. It went by like that, man. Right. But it, we were hard hitting, we were young, we were aggressive, and you know, we had the vintage clothes on. Yeah. And it, it was it was something else, man. Well, how exciting that must have yeah. been. It, it, it was something else. And what was it like? Watching Prince in in front of those big audiences for the first time as an old childhood buddy of yours. They, the people were going nuts. Yeah, they were going nuts because he he had them. You know, he he he's, he's quite he's still quite the entertainer to this day. Oh, I think he's one of the best all around yeah. entertainers of all time. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Prince's guitar playing. Prince is great. He's a great guitar player, man. He he has. I I 
I've got an argument with some of my friends about that. I say he sounds more like Santana. Most people think he sounds like Hendrix. He, he got them both in there. Yeah. But uh, to me, he really sounds like Santana to me. And he has all the jazz stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. You know what? We met him, my band Cats Under the Stars, we were doing a demo at Moon Sound. Did you ever work there at 28th and DuPont? I went there. I, I never worked there. With but Chris I, I Moon. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, you know, Chris was the guy that said uh, to a young prince, he said, hey, you're incredible. He was playing with another band when he went into Chris's studio, but Chris really recognized the genius mm -hmm. and just threw him the mm -hmm. keys. Just threw him the keys, let him do what he wants. Yeah. yeah, and so we'd see him hanging out. We'd get to, in fact, we, I think we were, we did our first recording session. We painted the studio for studio time. Okay. And, uh, and I remember this uh, short little good-looking black, cat uh, in the corner just kind of you know shaking his car keys uh, ready to get in and then you know about a year later I'm yeah, hearing yeah. about yeah. you yeah. know I think Prince's first record 78. Was, yeah 78 and so so I asked Chris who was he goes oh this is the guy Prince and then boy not long after we yeah. heard about him yeah so but his guitar playing is just uh, you know he, he dances he yeah. sings yeah. he writes songs he, yeah. 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 He, I mean uh, Name me another entertainer that has that yeah. that, that many qualities yeah. and talents. Play a lot of stuff. He's a bad drummer. Yeah, he can play, man. It's bass, all of it. He, he's he's the, he's the real deal. He is the real deal. Now, Bean, tell us about uh, rec uh, filming the movie Purple Rain at First Avenue. That uh, it, you know, that's another experience that you know. Uh, I remember being, having to be on the set at 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning. Wow. <laughs> so that, that part was kind of hard, but it, it was just fascinating, man. It was just a fascinating time in my life. You know, doing, doing the act, acting lessons and stuff, pillowetting across the floor and right. <laughs> all this stuff, you know. And like I said, I'm snotty-nosed black kid from Northside. Right. You know? So what were the acting lessons like? Who taught those? I can't remember the, the instructor who it was and stuff, but... Uh, it, 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 I can't remember her name or his name or whatever, but uh, it was cool. You know, we were all there. We had to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's talk a little bit about the, the current day. Tell us that the time's back up and running. You mm -hmm. guys are in, you're at the uh, Golden Nugget in Las Vegas on October 17th, the night after it's Sacramento. Yeah. Tell us what these time tours are like. Are they They're are great. they long or are they just one-offs? Well, or? they, we, we. We tour year-round when we can. You know, some some uh, months are busier than others. Right. You know, and when it slows down, like now, toward the end of the, you know, as you get toward the end of the year, it slows down a little bit. But right. it keeps the light on, Paul. Yeah, right, right. Pays the bills. <laughs> it pays the bills. <laughs> now, yeah. what about, do you guys get overseas, too? We don't, we haven't been over there as much. We've been in Japan, we've been in London and stuff, but we haven't, I personally think we should go more, but it hasn't worked out. Right. So, yeah. Now, what was it like uh, when the timer first uh, gaining no notoriety to play uh -huh. to play overseas. It was it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was a, a great time stuff. But like I said, we didn't go as much as we should have. Right. Know, so, but now tell us. You know, everything I heard about Japan audiences, they're they're very reserved. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, really? At least they were the one that we played for. They just kind of sit. They sit there and watch you, but they they were you know they they like it, but you know this is a little different. Right. <laughs> so. Is it basically the same guys in the band at the time? Uh, uh, no, well, that version, I, I think, uh, was... Uh, the version we have now is, is uh, me, Morris, and Monty are the only original ones. Okay. Yeah. And then, then we have Tori. The guys who we do have, well, some of them have been with us 20 years. Okay. You know, like uh, Ricky Freesmith and Tori Ruffin. Now, you also, besides being a great musician, you also have done quite a bit of producing. Yeah. Uh, Mint Condition. Tell us. Tell the people about Mint Condition. They, oh, they're they're another band that I, uh, I am so proud of them, man. They yeah. uh, they're like my musical sons. Uh, I did their first record uh, back on '91 or whatever like that, and uh, they show me so much love even to this day. And there's know? are they St. Paul cats? They're St. Paul, right? And mostly St. Paul, but they are world class musicians, man. And they've been around for man. They've been yeah, around twenty five years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. twenty five years, man. So That's they, just for they are still going strong. Yeah. And so you produce stuff for them. I produced their first record, man. Uh, I tend to post a lot of the songs that we did from back then because I'm so proud of that first record, man. There, right. There's rock on it. There's jazzy stuff. There's funk. There's ballads. You know, Stokely, it can kill you with a ballad. Yeah. It's just a phenomenal first record, man. It really is. So, what kind of music are you listening to now? Well, I, I, 
show you I'm an old school head. I, yeah, I got serious right. radio in my car, so I, in my car, usually a, a channel 50, the groove. Okay. Because it plays the time and all oh, that's my nice. It plays all the old school stuff. In my house, I have, I have serious radio in the house. It's set on Bluesville. Oh, cool, so, yeah. So every time I walk in the door, there's some guitar or some country blues playing. Or channel something. 74, yeah, isn't it? Channel, channel, channel 70. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so and, and then uh, in my truck, at Sirius Radio's in there, but it's on the groove too. So, cool. Yeah. Now tell us, I know, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you're single right now? Well, well uh, you're not married. I'm not married. There you uh, go. There Let's you go. put it that way. All right. <laughs> Next subject, Paul. <laughs> but you got a lovely daughter, and yeah. I know her mother. I've known her mother for years. Yeah, yeah. And what's she up to? Tell us a little bit about her. She's just a she's gorgeous George, she's, young woman. Uh, she's uh, Georgia Blues, and she's nine. And she's going, well, she's at home today. They don't have school today. But normally, you know, I just got her a new pink bike. Nice. <laughs> so it's, I love her dad. I have, I have eight kids. I have six daughters and two boys. So. Wow. Yeah. You get a lot, you get, you're busy at Christmas buying presents. Oh, uh, yeah. Christmas is quite expensive. I have five <laughs> grandkids, too. So, yeah. Five, six grandkids. So. Well, you're the coolest granddad I know. <laughs> More with Jelly Bean Johnson in the last set of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. We're going to uh, grab our guitars and jam on a minor blues after these messages. The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities gay scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design. Whether you love Sunday evenings or you see them as the downward slide into the work week, you could probably use a drink. That's why I'd like to invite you to tune into a new program called Drink in the Style. Beginning Sunday, March 4th at 5 p.m., Drink in the Style will be one hour of interior design and small business conversation, all while enjoying cocktails created by a local mixologist. Drink in the Style, starting March 4th and brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. Why must the world be so cold? They've gone against what was told. Thinking rape is cool? Think about it. They think it's not wrong? Violence against women? The rape? The abuse? The emotional? Physical? They all hold the hate. Think about it. Is it right or wrong? What attracts you? I'm not saying no names, but you laugh. Talk about it like nothing is wrong? Think about it. They all hold the hate? Gotta stop the violence. Stop the hate? Think about it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. And the first sentence of his email said, I'd like to stay anonymous. And the second sentence said, I'd like to donate a million dollars to the Global Good Fund. Where should I send the check? I'm Tony Lloyd, and I'm the host of the brand new show, Social Entrepreneur. If you love stories that engage, inform, and inspire, you don't want to miss it. Join us every Monday from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. You are back with the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. In the studio all day today, one of the best musicians to ever come out of the north side of Minneapolis, and that is saying a lot, drummer and guitar player and cool cat, Jelly Bean Johnson. <laughs> Bean, it's really been fun chatting with you today. You are playing with a great group right now called F Deluxe. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, F Deluxe is uh, me, Paul, Susanna, um, 
and uh, Eric Leeds. Okay, tell tell them who Paul and Suzanne are. Paul, Paul uh, was in the time back in the day and stuff. Um, Saint Paul Peterson. Saint Paul Peterson. Yeah, I've known him since he's 18 years old. Wow. <laughs> and Suzanna uh, Melbourne's from Los Angeles. And uh, and she, what, too, what was she in the Bangles or what? What? No, she wasn't in the Bangles, but uh, her her twin sister is Wendy. Oh, her twin sister yeah. played with Prince. They played with Prince. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, and Eric Leeds, a great saxophone player, sax, saxophone extraordinaire legend. And who's <laughs> playing drums with you? Uh, right, right now. Uh, well, Mario Dawson, my uh, has been our drummer for the longest and stuff. So, uh, and Peter Shimke on keyboards. And, well, that's that. That's in Eric's and uh, and uh, oh, that's Paul's, LP music. Yeah, that's yes, LP so. music because uh, Patar uh, Janik is also the drummer too. Right. Yeah. Now, do you get do you guys do some gigs at the Dakota Jazz Club in Minneapolis? It's coming up. Uh, we we did it. We have a live record from there already. But uh, really, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, we're supposed to play it November twenty fourth. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. That's uh, is that Thanksgiving weekend, I believe. So it probably is. That yeah. is uh, that's going to be a good weekend for people to come out. Yeah, yeah. And so, tell people uh, once again where they can come out. Where you sit in every now and then. I sit in every Monday and Wednesday night at Shaw's over at 16th University, uh, Northeast. And I, I've been recently. I've been sitting in with the bunkers on uh, Sunday, and Monday nights. Cool. Yeah. Is there? Um, tell us about some of your favorite. Twin Cities musicians. I know Billy Franz, the guitar player, extraordinary, and Billy, bass player. Uh, Billy's great. Uh, from Sonny. Mama, uh, Sonny's combo. Mama Combo. Uh, Sonny Thompson. Michael Bland, uh, who I think is the best drummer in the state. Yeah. Uh, uh, the list goes on. Bill Brown, you know, people like that. You know, uh, um, Johannes Tona, you know, the bass player. And it's just, I'm uh, David Island. And yeah. David Island's like my brother, so <laughs> I can't leave him out. Uh, we got a bunch of hotshot, uh, young, great guitar players. You know, we have Alex Kosak, we have Alex Rossi. Yeah. We got Jesse Larson. Mm-hmm. It's it just, just monster guitars. It just, uh, Minneapolis St. Paul just keeps breeding yeah. these great musicians. Yeah, yeah. it's just scary. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Bayer. Yeah, it's got we got a bunch of great great musicians, man. We like I said, Paul, we're blessed. Yeah, <laughs> we really are. No, it, it's uh, it's amazing, and uh, in any of these clubs, most of them don't have cover charges until the weekend. Yeah, and uh, no, I tell people that, man. I've been to Austin, Texas. God bless that. That's my yeah. second favorite yeah. city in the yeah. country. I've been to LA, New yeah. York, Miami, and there is no music scene like, in the United like States of America like like, like ours. Us. No, we're we're we're, we're blessed. We really and, are. And and like you and I, we come from you know two different backgrounds, kind of musically, but we share the love of music and the love of a lot of different kinds of music yeah, yeah. and uh, of course we're both guitar freaks yeah <laughs> just give us yeah. a guitar player we're there right everybody's got a vice that's our vice yes, <laughs> well we're going to uh, take out uh, the last part of the Wall of Power Radio Hour with a little live jam we've never rehearsed this before uh, blues guys don't rehearse they just they just they, get up and play, play yep. so uh, tell us one thing, uh, what, one bit of advice that uh, Mr. Jellybean Johnson would give uh, uh, to any young uh, girl or boy out there that says, I want to become a professional musician, what would you tell them? Uh, stick to your guns, you know, and be patient. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. Uh, and continue to learn and be humble. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's what I, I would tell them. Continue to you, learn and be humble. Yeah, you can. You can always. It's always things to learn. It's always new things happening. It's always somebody better than you. So you can, <laughs> as long as you keep that in mind, you know you'll be fine. That is great advice from Uncle Jellybean. <laughs> well, Uncle Jellybean, uh, let's. Uh, here's my guitar, just so these people out there in the radio land know my guitar will sound like this. <laughs> Just, just play a couple of looks like when you're warming up in the morning. What do you play? playing that on a beautiful 1980s three pickup Gibson yellow SG that is one beautiful guitar thank you bro and a beautiful whammy bar so we're gonna do a little tune called Paul and Jellybean's Blues Kia A minor goes something like this
Hour. This show was produced by Paul Mesa, engineered by Brad Kadamra, and recorded at the Minneapolis Media Institute. We'd like to thank our guest, Jellybean Johnson. Please support our sponsors. Like us on Facebook at Wall of Power Radio Hour. Follow us online at wallofpowerradio.com. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.